0: Hello there, folks, and welcome once again to TWR Thursday. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, broadcasting, uh, not live, but rather recording this from NGC Studios here in South Florida, and I want to thank you so very much for joining me for this Thursday edition of the show. Uh, it... Folks, for some reason, I always want to say that I'm broadcasting live, even though I'm not just force of habit, because, uh, you know, I have done the show live for all these years. But anyway, folks, uh, you know, we're here now. So uh, as always, you know, the Thursday podcast is a little bit more laid back than the uh, Saturday show here. And, uh, you know, this this show has kind of, like, turned into, like, my movie review and, you know, pop culture uh, critique show. But really, the the Thursday show has always just kind of been meant... has always kind of been meant to be, like, my personal, uh, you know, rant space. And I guess it still kind of is. I just like to, uh, you know, this has I guess turned into kind of like a a hybrid review show. Uh and I do have some uh stuff to talk to you about today in terms of all of that, but let's uh get our contact info uh, out of the way at first. Um so as always you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at some N D C. You can follow me on Gab and Minds at Sam Whitfield, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Whitfield report, the Sam Whitfield.com is my uh, web address. Please uh, support the show on Anchor at Anchor.fm forward slash uh, Whitfield report and click that support the show button. Uh, and then also PayPal dot me forward slash whitfield pod if you would like to uh make one-time contributions and as always if you're listening to this on itunes or another uh you know podcast platform that allows you to leave reviews uh then by all means please leave this podcast a five-star uh rating and review wherever you are listening to this i greatly appreciate that and it really helps uh you know, get the word out about this show. And as always, you know, thanks for telling your friends and your, uh, you know, family and your coworkers, you know, classmates, whatever, about this show, too. It really helps. All right, folks. So, first thing I kind of want to cover here uh, we're a weekend to uh, Disney Plus now. And uh, the seven-day free trial has ended for a lot of people, and I personally am locked in for the entire year, paid the 70, $70. As I explained last week, I understand it's easier for some people to do the monthly thing, I get that, but I'm one of these people who uh, would just rather pay all that up front, and I actually think that you, that you actually end up saving Uh, like, 15%, uh, if you go for a full year. They actually disclose that. So, that's good. So, I signed up for the full year. Uh, signed up for Disney Plus only. You know, didn't do the, uh, ESPN or Hulu package. I explained that last week. You know, basically, I have no need for, uh, those services. Especially when I also have, you know, Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime, and, uh, you know, HBO Go plus, uh, Apple TV plus, you know, so I'm already pretty well covered, you know, in terms of like, you know, TV slash movie subscriptions probably don't really need any more other than, you know, what I have. Um, so, and I'll, I'll be getting into actually some Amazon stuff here later in the show, But I wanted to kind of, uh, this week, take an opportunity to uh, suggest some, not necessarily changes, but kind of explain what I would like to see Disney Plus add on uh, to the service. Kind of like my my wish list, so to speak. Uh, Now that we're a weekend and, you know, we... We have a good idea of you know how everything works. Uh, overall, it's you know as I said last week, it's a good platform. You already have a lot of content um, on there, a lot of good content from uh, Marvel and Star Wars, both of which are the primary reasons why I signed up for the service. And ultimately, I think that's why a lot of people. In my age group, uh, you know, millennials in their 20s probably signed up. It's either because of Star Wars or Marvel or both, in my case. Uh, You know, obviously, Pixar movies are always fun to revisit. And especially if you're a young parent with kids, you know, those are, uh, you know, great to watch with your kids. And, of course, the Disney movies are also great. But a lot of uh, people... My age group and more specifically, I I would think the vast majority of the audience of this podcast, if any of you are subscribed to uh, you know, Disney Plus, uh, it's probably because of uh Marvel or Star Wars, I would assume. So uh I'm going to be focusing on kinda of those two areas for this. So I've actually, I I mean, I've been pretty busy with school and finishing up projects, uh, you know, right before the end of the semester, so, like, I haven't had a chance to really deep dive into, you know, the platform as much as I would perhaps like to. But, uh, with that being said, I have had an opportunity to kind of dabble in the Uh, Marvel catalog uh, a bit more and there's a lot of great content uh, in there some of which I mentioned uh, last week obviously you have the Marvel movies uh, or the vast majority of them I think the only two that aren't streaming over there right now is uh, Black Panther and uh, the first Infinity War movie Um, and those are because Netflix, uh, has the streaming rights to them right now, but I have a feeling as soon as, you know, Netflix has streaming rights and they'll be on Netflix. Uh, and then also you have the Marvel Netflix TV series, which, um, I don't know if Netflix has the rights to those indefinitely. I've read conflicting... Uh, articles about that, but, you know, if, it, if it is, if those shows are on Netflix, and definitely they'll obviously stay on Netflix, but I have a funny feeling that the, uh, the Netflix Marvel shows like Daredevil and Jessica Jones and the, and the Punisher, those will eventually make it over to, uh, Disney Plus as well. Um... But overall, we have, you know, pretty great content in Marvel. Uh, One of the reasons why Disney acquired Fox uh, earlier this year, it now makes sense, is uh, to get the animated, uh, to to get like a bunch of the animated Marvel properties uh, back from Fox. Uh, And I mentioned this briefly last week, but I'll kind of explain it again uh back in the nineties uh Marvel kind of had like an animated made it extended universe um you know that was kind of the precursor to the m c u that we got that we got a decade later so um you know obviously one of the most famous animated series to, to come out of the nineties was uh, X-Men, the animated series, um, you know, that was hugely popular, it's still considered, considered one of the greatest, uh, animated series of all time, and, uh, (coughs) excuse me, I had a a frog in my throat there, folks, um, Then we also had Spider-Man, the animated series, which it, which is really how I got into Spider-Man and, uh, into comic books, you know, early on, as I explained when I was like, you know, six six or seven years old, I remember watching that, uh, show, kind of in conjunction with the, uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, um when I was in first grade, and that was when I, you know, found out that Spider-Man was based on a comic book, and, uh, that was when I asked my dad to, to, you know, take me to our local comic shop, and that was really when I got into the, uh, you know, into the world of comic books, so to speak, and the rest is history, as they say with that, and, uh, you know, I still enjoy reading comics to this day, but, Uh, At any rate, they have, you know, the X-Men series, Spider-Man the animated series, Uh, you know, Iron Man also had an animated series in the 90s, so they have, like, a lot of the nostalgic animated series from my childhood on there, which is pretty cool. And and yes, folks, I have secretly been watching those and tapping back into my inner 7-year-old, even though I'm 24. Going on twenty five, but you know what? I don't like the a fuck because they're great animated series, and who cares? It's nostalgia. Um. Anyway, at that, um, you know they have the retro animated series. They have the the Marvel movies. Uh, they have some of the the really old animated series, from like the sixties from like the Spider-Man stuff and you know some of those series that I may have even seen I'm sure I'll check those out um and then Marvel has a whole slate of original series coming to Disney Plus that they've got planned uh they've got uh they've got Winter Soldier and uh Uh, oh, I'm, I'm blanking. They, they've got the, uh, uh, I just had it, folks, and, uh, jeez, now, now I'm going to need to, uh, look this up, so, um, oh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. Yeah, so it just popped, that just popped in my head. See, that's why we don't do this podcast, uh edited so so that you guys you know, see the I have brain parts too so we have Winter Soldier and the Falcon we have uh, the Wanda and the Vision show coming out we have uh, we have the Marvel What If animated series coming coming out which I think is a very fascinating concept in and of itself Um, and then we have The Hawkeye series, which I don't know, um, how that's going to go, if that's still in production, because, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I believe that Jeremy Renner, who played Hawkeye, uh, was recently hospitalized because he, uh, he tried to commit, he tried to commit suicide and then was also threatening to, like, uh, you know, murder his wife and... He's been, you know, on, uh, a couple of different pills and not in a good situation. So I know that he's kind of out of commission right now. I don't, I don't know if that means he's out of the MCU. Uh, there were rumors a few weeks ago that he was officially out and then there were, um, you know, rumors saying that he wasn't out of the MCU. So, uh, you know, and I just checked and still I haven't really seen anything at this time that confirms whether he's in or out. So the Hawkeye TV show, uh, you know, that's like a maybe, but for sure we're getting uh, Winter Soldier and the Falcon. We're getting uh, Wand and Vision. We're getting the What If series um we're getting a we're getting a a, uh, a loki series uh w- with Tom Hiddleston which is funny because i remember when uh i remember when it was announced that netflix was doing the uh you know the defenders series and like the daredevil series and whatnot there were a bunch of people on the internet at the time saying we want a uh we want a Loki Loki series on uh, Netflix, and we want it now. And, uh, you know, that's the other interesting thing is, I don't know how uh, long in the works Disney has had Disney+, Plus, but it, it would seem to me that, like, you know, maybe... Maybe someone at the offices, you know, finally saw that, you know, Reddit thread and was like, hey, we've got this Disney Plus thing coming, coming out and uh, let's make it happen. So, that's coming down the line in terms of original series for Marvel. So, overall, I think Marvel is going to be uh, pretty well covered in the next few years and then obviously we'll you know, continuously have the Marvel movies uh, um, added to, you know, the MCU as well. Now, Star Wars. Um, Star Wars is kind of in, in an interesting place right now, right? There are a lot of people who are concerned, myself included, about what the rise of Skywalker, how that's going to conclude, because this is it. This is the conclusion of the Skywalker saga. You know, a 40-year a, a epic that they're closing, you know, they're writing the final chapter, and this is it. And a lot of people are concerned because after the disaster that was, uh, you know, The Last Jedi, well, let me put it this way, I actually didn't think that The Last Jedi was that horrible, it wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad either, and I could go into a whole rant about why that is, but, you know, Last Jedi is already considered a flop, and so, you know, people are really nervous about um, about uh, the rise of Skywalker. And I'm nervous too. And uh, if, if you've read some of these supposed leaks out there, which I'm not going to get into them uh, too much, but it doesn't seem to be... Uh, you know, things don't seem to be going on that well for Star Wars uh, Episode 9. If you've uh, really delved into any of the leaks and whatnot. Now, even if Episode 9 ends up bombing for whatever reason, which I hope it doesn't, but let's just say that Episode 9 really turns out to be a stinkeroo that it's not what we had hoped for and it's a disappointment I'm still not that concerned about the future of Star Wars and it's because of Disney Plus and there are a few things that I think that Disney Plus could do well to save Star Wars. From it's current state. Right. So far. They've started off really strong. With the Mandalorian. Uh, and some people. I might think it's a little cheesy. I've heard some critics say that. And I mean that that's fair. But it, in fairness. It is. I wouldn't say it's meant to be. A kid show. But it's meant to be kid-friendly, at least. So, obviously, they're not going to be, you know, going in on, like, the super dark, uh, you know, Old Republic, like, style stuff, which is more adult-themed for The Mandalorian. Uh, right? The tone is obviously lighter in The Mandalorian. And, uh, also, uh spoiler alert for those uh you know who haven't seen the mandalorian you might want to skip ahead like about 10 or 20 seconds or so but uh spoiler baby yoda is fucking adorable i i never thought that um well, A, I never thought we would we would get like another uh Yoda spe- species um ever really. So when they revealed that at the end of the first episode, that was a uh that was a big shocker to begin with, but uh you know we we don't know exactly what Yoda's species is called, they've actually never, uh, you know, named Yoda's species, but, you know, whatever it is, this, uh, this, uh, you know, baby Yoda, which I guess is already, like, 50 years old at this point, is, uh, adorable, and, uh, Keep in mind that the Mandalorian takes place like after uh, Return of the Jedi, but before, uh, but before a, uh, but before The Force Awakens. So it's so it's uh, in between those two movies when the Mandalorian takes place. So I have to wonder. Uh, if and how they're going to, to, uh, connect this new Yoda creature to, um, to the Rise of Skywalker, um, it seems like they could do that very likely. There's, like, a high chance that they might do that, um... So The Mandalorian is obviously a strong start for uh Disney Plus in the Star Wars arena in terms of original series. I don't I don't know if they've like confirmed other Disney Plus Star Wars series yet like they have with the, uh, you know, the Marvel series for Disney Plus. But here would be my big proposal for Star Wars. Right. And for the long-time listeners of the podcast, uh when I've done Star Wars movie reviews before, you guys know that this proposal isn't anything new. Um but in regards to the uh Star Wars spin-off movies, i.e. Uh, Rogue One, and Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, I've always said that I feel like those movies would be better suited uh, to more of like a direct-to-consumer slash direct-to-streaming uh, service anyway. Uh, I don't feel like we need a new Star Wars movie coming to theater every single Year And obviously, I think the results uh, from Solo uh, pretty much prove that. Even though, again, I actually liked Solo. Was it perfect? No. But I thought that, you know, the young guy who played Han in that movie actually did a really good job. Um, You know, and I'm glad that they actually did like a total recast of Han for that movie instead of, you know, creepily CGI Harrison Ford's uh, you know, likeness into the movie like they did with uh you know, Carrie Fisher at the end of Rogue One. yish Um So, you know, I actually kind of like the spinoff movies, but I feel like both those movies would be better would have been better suited to go to uh, a streaming platform like Netflix or Amazon at the time directly, and now obviously I think uh, future you know movies like that should um, you know kind of go directly to. Disney Plus as opposed well to go to the theaters. Um, that's just my opinion. I think that there is still room if they if they want to do, like, episode, uh, you know, 10, 11, and 12, kind of do, do like, a new trilogy. I, I think that they should kind of stick the, you know, trilogy movies and still do those in the movie theaters, um, obviously, since that's kind of a tradition, uh, you know, if the, if they do make a 10, 11, and 12. Um, and I certainly hope that they do. Um, but I think that, you know, all kind of non-trilogy movies should be uh, stuck directly on uh, Disney+. Plus. And I am also curious to know what other original series they're going to to do besides The Mandalorian? Uh, there have been rumors that they that they might do like an old Republic uh, style series, um, which I think would be cool. Now, here's my uh, here's my other thing with uh Disney Plus that I really kind of want to focus on. Um, obviously, Disney Plus is meant to be largely family friendly, and obviously, like, a lot of their content is going to be, to be, um, you know, PG or suited for younger audiences, right? But, I'm hoping that at some point within that next year, we perhaps maybe do get some uh, more adult-centered content for both uh, Marvel and Disney. I mean, Marvel Plus and Star Wars specifically. And, And, I mean, obviously I don't mean that we need to, like, have, you know, like... Uh, you know, pornographic or, you know, Game of Thrones level, you know, sex or gore scenes, you know, in like a Disney original series, Uh, obviously, you know, I think that, I think that maybe doing like an HBO, you know, level style of gratuity show, I think that would be a bit much even for Disney, but... I certainly think that, you know, if adults are going to be, you know, paying for this thing, obviously, maybe you should have some, you know, shows that are maybe, you know, geared towards more mature audiences. Uh, this was one of the things that a lot of people liked about, you know, when Netflix did those shows for the MCU, like Daredevil and the Punisher and Jessica Jones, uh a lot of people like the fact that they that those shows did dive into more adult themes well kind of uh you know staying in, intact with the rest of the Marvel universe and that was that was one of the things actually that always drove me a little crazy about the uh about the Marvel universe in the, in the MCU movies uh, early on, right? One of the things that the Marvel movies glossed over heavily, specifically in the Iron Man trilogy, which I understand, again, is early on, but one of the things that they glossed over, they kind of made some reference to it a little bit, but not as much as I think they should have, is... Uh, Disney kind of glossed over the fact that uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man, in the comics, is an alcoholic. In fact, there's a very famous uh, comic book series from the 70s, kind of like a story arc, uh, titled Iron Man, Demon in a Bottle. And, uh, it's, I mean, and this was back in the 70s when they did this story, uh, you know, and, and so, like, alcoholism, alcoholism awareness, like, wasn't really a thing in the early 70s when they did this. I mean, how hell, you know, this was, like, right after Woodstock and, you know, people were dropping LSD tablets and you know, smoking peyote and doing all sorts of crazy drugs. So, you know, and alcoholism just... It wasn't a big, you know, social thing like it is now. You know, it was was definitely like one of those things that was more uh, socially stigmatized to the point where you didn't really talk about it, right? But Iron Man's an alcoholic, and uh, I think, like, the premise of the demon... In the bottle is like, uh, you know, basically like, and and it it may sound funny somewhat in, uh, you know, in its concept, but basically, uh, Iron Man gets Tony Stark gets hammered, gets in the, uh, gets in the Iron Man uh, armor, ends up like defeating like some you know, big villain that's like attacking New York or whatever. You know, in the Iron man, man armor, well, well buzzed and well drunk, but then he almost, uh, you know, ends up like killing like a, like an innocent, innocent bystander, like you know, accidentally like frying him or her with one of the repo, with one of the repulsors. Like I don't, I don't think he actually kills the person, but, but he comes close to it because he's that hammered, and so like demon in the, demon in a, in a bottle. Uh, I read it, like, a long time ago, and I'll have to read it again, because I, I, it actually, for for a comic book in the 70s, that, again, was, like, kind of still friendly towards kids, it takes some pretty dark turns in it, and actually, like, really dives down the rabbit hole of, like, what is alcoholism and whatnot, and so that was one of the things that always was missing, uh from the Iron Man trilogy. Um, you know, obviously this was back in like the early you know, in the early to mid two thousands when they started making the Iron Man movies, so things were different and maybe Disney didn't have that leeway like they do now. Um, but that was one of the things that I always enjoyed about the Netflix Daredevil series and whatnot was the fact that, um, and that show delved pretty deep into, you know, things like, uh, you know, with Jessica Jones, it was, uh, you know, the fact that she's an alcoholic and a drug user and the fact that her parents died at like an early age, you know, and the fact that like, uh, you know, she's a bit of a sex addict and then, you know, Daredevil, uh, Obviously, not only is he blind, but you know he has, um, you know, Catholic guilt over you know losing his dad in the boxing ring, uh, and you know there are other struggles that Der- the that devil goes through. Uh, you know, same same with Luke Cage. Uh, you know, in the Punisher, obviously, you know, the Netflix series, like I said, they focus a lot more on to on like adult topics and adult themes, without like getting like really explicit. But still, you know, they were they were well done. So if Marvel could, you know, maybe do like a couple of series that kind of, you know, are willing to to maybe take like a more mature approach to some of these characters, I think that that would be. You know, greatly appreciated by many fans, myself included. Um, so, anyway, those are kind of my suggestions uh, for Marvel and for Disney+. Plus. Um, again, I think this service is well worth the money so far. Uh, we'll have to see what this next year brings uh, to us. And so, um, yeah, I'm very anxious about that and very excited to see what we have in store. And, uh, folks, if you would like to... Uh, I'm actually curious to know, do any of you guys have Disney Plus? And uh, if so, do you guys like it? Uh, if so, you can uh, you know call in and leave a comment by going to uh, anchorfm forward slash you know, message and you can leave me a voice message. message there. Uh you can also tweet me, uh as I mentioned before, at SemDBurn underscore N D C and let me know your thoughts. Um so yeah, overall Disney Plus is uh pretty good so far and I'm anxious to see where it's headed. So uh moving on, I know I know I was kind of rambling there for a bit, as I am, uh, tend to do on Thursday's show. I also have a bit of a frog in my throat today, ladies and gentlemen, and I I don't know why. Um, (coughs) but, at any rate, uh, the other series I wanted to review today was actually, uh, one series on Amazon. And that is the second season of, uh, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime, uh, which is, is kind of like a counterterrorism thriller series, uh, based off the Tom Clancy novels. So, um... Anyway, I reviewed the first season last year and I thought that the first season was pretty good. Uh John Krasinski plays Jack Ryan and uh I knew that he had done some dramatic work before. Like I, I think that his like really first big dramatic role was in his own movie A Silent Place or or A Quiet Place, whatever that movie is called, uh which is a which is a really good, like, psychological slash kind of science fiction horror, mo- horror movie. So I highly recommend that if you get the chance to see it. Um, but yeah, I mean, so John Krasinski plays Jack Ryan, who is, who is a CIA analyst. And uh, this series, they kind of, like, reinvented him to also kind of be, like, a Jack Bauer uh, type character too, which I know that there's some controversy, and some char- you know, some people like that, some people don't. I kind of think it's amusing, and I don't really care either way. Um, I will say this, I felt that the first season was a lot better than the, uh, second season was. Uh, but overall, it's like a really fun counterterrorism terrorism thriller, and I highly, uh, recommend checking that out so it's uh you know i i think like the first season season one which uh really got my which really got my you know highest acclaim that was 10 episodes this uh second season which is you know pretty good but not as good as the first that's eight episodes long but uh still worth a lot watch i think uh, one of the things that I like about this series is that they don't overly, like, politicize everything, like, in terms of left and right too much. Uh, it's still very, uh, you know, like, it's it's obviously pro- pro-American, but they don't try and slam the left or the right too much. Um, you know, specifically in this series, they kind of take shots at both parties. Which I always kind of like that in a political ser- series when they can mock the you know both uh, political parties equally. So uh, anyway, yeah, Jack Ryan on on Amazon Prime—that's definitely one to uh, you know recommend when you get the chance to watch that. So. And uh, finally, here, folks. I do want to kind of go on like a quick little rant here because, uh, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, there there's something that that's kind of been on my mind uh, for the last few weeks that I've uh, I've thought about bringing it up on the podcast before, but I haven't because to me it seemed like. You know, such like an infrequency that it really wouldn't matter. Up until um, I saw this happen to someone else the other day. and um, Well, what I'm talking about is the fact that people are making memes that contain spoilers to movies and TV shows. But yet, they're not declaring that the meme is a is a spoiler. Um, for example, the most immediate example I can think of was, uh, you know, earlier this year, uh, someone someone basically made like a meme that was like when your childhood hero, you know, sacrifices himself for the greater good. You know, and it's like that moment right before Tony Stark snaps the Infinity Gauntlet and sacrifices himself. Right? I bring that up because that was actually, unfortunately, how I found out about how Iron Man ended. Um, Someone had just kind of, like, posted that meme uh, to their timeline and not tagged it, like, as a spoiler or anything. I guess this person had assumed that Everyone was going to go see it opening weekend. Um, but, you know, I was kind of, like, in finals during that time. So I didn't get the chance to, uh, you know, see Infinity War for the first weekend. So, you know, I missed out on, on it. So that was how the ending got spoiled to me. And, you know, kind of, like, bummed me out at the time. But that's why I don't really get, like, you know... Like, super PO'd with, uh, you know, movie spoilers anymore. Just because, like, I've had movies spoiled for me. And it is what it is. That's why I always put the disclaimer. But that's why I also say, like, it's not my responsibility if you get mad if I spoil a movie. Um, At the same time, however... I don't think that memes... Should be used as spoilers. Um, another example I can think of, and this is one that most recently happened that brought up this conversation was uh, someone on someone on Reddit posted a meme of like the of the baby Yoda uh, from the Mandalorian. Now keep my mind, this series has only been out for a week. Uh I know that like lots of people weren't able to get on Disney Plus right away last week, so they haven't seen the major uh spoiler spoiler episode. And yet because of this meme, uh, you know, the the Baby Yoda, you know, story plot has now been, you know, revealed and spoiled for for, for a bunch of people. So uh, you know, I understand why people get mad with uh, spoilers. I think that, you know, some, sometimes spoilers can be accidental, but I also think that, you know, like posting a meme like that, you know, like a few days after the movie, movie comes out, I mean, really? Some of you guys don't see the wrong with that, and so, you know, if if you've got a... Spoil something. Even if you don't think it's necessarily a spoiler. But it, if it comes out from like a brand new movie. Just put like spoiler or something. Uh, You know maybe like. Maybe even. Put it like. Um, you know at, at the beginning of your post. Or something. So. Um. Anyway, I just I, I just wish that people wouldn't use uh, memes as spoilers. If you're going to if you're going to spoil something, label as like a spoiler first and foremost, you know. And then if if you really have to post that meme, uh, you know, mark it as, as a spoiler. Otherwise, wait a few months until everyone has seen it, and then post memes. But anyway, all right, folks. Uh, That'll do it for this episode. I realize it was kind of ranting all over the place today. Uh, This wasn't really my best, you know, podcast, but it is what it is. We're we're getting close to the holidays, and uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do next week. I'll probably do, like, an early episode of the Thursday show, uh, maybe, like, on Wednesday. Uh, You know, next week is obviously Thanksgiving, so... Uh, We won't be here, but I will be here uh, next. I will be here this Saturday for the live show, so be sure to tune in for that. uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Time on youtube.com forward slash the Whitfield Report. And, folks, I want to thank you all for tuning in to the uh, Whitfield Report Thursday edition podcast. Thank you for bearing with me as I rambled about Star Wars and Jack Ryan and Marvel and Life for the past 45 minutes or so. I really appreciate you all. And, uh, another thing I'd like to mention before we, uh, sign out here, the end of the year is, is coming, folks, so uh, I will be going on hiatus not the first week of December, but, like, probably around probably, like, right before Christmas is when we'll have the last episode of the show. Uh, who knows? I'll probably do, like, a spoiler episode of the uh, of the new Star Wars episode. Maybe maybe a review of that will be the final episode of the year. I'm not sure yet, but as always, folks, I do plan on, um, you know, taking hiatus uh, right before Christmas up until the new year. So that is coming, so uh, enjoy these last few episodes while you can uh, before we sign off for of the year. Other than that, folks, uh, I want to thank you so very much for listening. God bless. God save this great nation. God freedom like seeing that order. And I'll see you next time on the Whitfield Report.